Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm Megan Dwyer. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a few minutes and share with you guys a little bit about a family trip we took this summer. A few weeks ago, my family and I went to Great Wolf Lodge in Fitchburg, Mass. And it was awesome. I feel like this summer has just been so chaotic and we've had so many events and activities and we've been so all over the place that it was just really nice to spend some time with our family together. And my kids are finally at an age where they can participate and enjoy everything that they have to do there. And they loved it. Even my five-year-old, who I'm not going to lie, is not the easiest to please. The kids both absolutely loved the water park. And my seven-year-old, I think, went down the Otter Run water slide like 45 times, which was awesome. The staff there, too, was just super accommodating and super helpful. Even when my husband lost his wristband, which also doubled as the key to our room, right? So that was really cool. And they have activities literally all day. So when we needed a break from the action, we could just go to the lobby and have a little downtime and do some arts and crafts, right? It was just really awesome. We had such a great time. And if you guys want to take a trip there and make some memories with your family, I'm giving away a free one night stay to any Great Wolf Lodge location. All you have to do is subscribe to me on Apple Podcasts, write me a review and take a screenshot and tag me on, on social media, Facebook or Instagram, and you'll be entered to win. That's it. I'll be announcing the winner in September, so definitely stay tuned for that. And I'm just so excited to be doing this, you guys. I can't wait to have you have some amazing quality time away with your family, too. All right. So now let's get into the episode. This week, I thought it would be appropriate to talk about what's on most parents' minds these days, getting our kids back to school and back to school shopping. Whether you're someone who loves this time of year or hates this time of year, I think we can all relate to the natural stress and emotions that come with transitions. And that's for both us and our kids, right? This year, I have an incoming second grader and kindergartner. And with my youngest going into kindergarten, it brings up a lot of mixed emotions for me, right? So when I see like the Gap and the Target and the H&M commercials this year on TV, I have so much swirling in my mind, right? The thought of no longer having a baby being the biggest. The kids are growing up and even though I couldn't wait for this stage, I'm still struggling to process that I'm here like I'm sure a lot of you are probably experiencing right now. So what I'm getting at here is this time of year, end of summer, beginning of the school year, is always hard because there's a lot of change and so many unknowns. We're all wondering who the kids are going to have for teachers, who's going to be in their class, if they're going to have good friends. Honestly, if I'm going to have good friends, if I'm going to fit in with the other moms in the class. And fall gets super hectic with 
activities, events, sports for the kids. And it's also my super busy time at work. So knowing all that all of that is ahead makes me also a little anxious, actually a lot anxious, let's say that. So I'm saying all this because I wanna make us aware of what's going on beneath the surface as we approach back to school shopping this year, because there's so much there that's real and should be acknowledged, not pushed aside. I know I'm someone who tends to deal with my emotions by taking long walks around the aisles of Target. And as much as we're told the opposite, that's okay too, as long as we're aware of it. Again, intention is so important here. So let's keep that in the back of our minds as we approach back to school shopping this year. Stress, anxiety, discomfort, worrying, all these things are completely normal this time of year. And I just wanna start with that. Let's just make room for it all. Everybody's welcome at the table, okay? So before I get into this a little bit deeper, as I was preparing for this episode, I came across some really interesting back-to-school shopping facts that I want to share with you guys here. So this is where my inner nerd comes out with all the numbers. Bear with me. This is pretty cool. For most K-12 through families, back-to-school shopping includes items beyond the standard school supply list, such as shoes and clothes for the upcoming school year. Okay, makes sense. For one child, K through 12, the average cost of back to school supplies is $597 with an average per household budget of $890. Electronics and computer supplies are the greatest back to school expense at an average cost of $325.96 per household. And that's for the two and three households that purchase electronics and computer supplies. School supplies are the most affordable back-to-school expense at $140.39 per household. And families spend a household average of $166.59 on shoes. I actually found that a little low. I was surprised because my kids wear shoes hard. Like, they put holes in them. Like, they're just rough with their stuff, right? And shoes aren't cheap. So I just assumed that getting even a backup pair, you know, and spending more, that that number would be a little bit higher. But anyway, the last fact I find really cool, parents aged 35 to 44, which is exactly me, are likely to spend more than other parents, 13.2% more than the national average on back-to-school shopping. So side note about this last fact, because again, this is me. This group parents age 35 to 44 are typically those with younger children these days, right? It's a proven fact that if we take our kids on a shopping trip with us, which honestly, if I'm buying clothes or shoes is something I usually do because I want to make sure that they fit, right? We tend to spend more. And we all know what that experience taking our kids shopping with us is like, whether it's Target or the grocery store, kids will see things And we tend to give in to all those little requests just because it makes the trip that much more bearable, right? 44% of parents bribe their kids with candy, snacks, and toys to behave while shopping. I know I do. It's also more frequent to happen during back-to-school season and around the holidays. So if this is you, you're not alone. And with this in mind, right, How do we actually navigate this back-to-school transition season without being overwhelmed, without feeling guilty about overspending, or without just 
stressing ourselves out, right? <laughs> because we kind of can't avoid it. Between the school list that we get emailed from the teachers and all the back to school commercials and ads, we feel bombarded with messaging to do this and have this for our kids. And we obviously want the best for them. So how do we not get sucked in? How do we make this season more intentional for us? I have a few ideas. The first is be aware of nostalgia. Do you guys remember your own back to school shopping memories? When I was a kid, every year I used to go to some department store. I don't even know what it is anymore or if it still exists. But I used to go with my mom, my sister, my aunts, and my grandmother. I got to try on clothes and I got to model them, which I loved to do as a little girl. It was like my chance to be like a real life doll, Barbie, whatever. And now as a parent myself, I definitely crave that nostalgia. And I crave keeping on those family traditions. And part of me thinks a lot of this is because those experiences, doing that every year with my family, my aunts and my grandmother, that's something I can never do again. A lot of them aren't here anymore. And I'm not going to have that experience again, right? So it's like the little girl inside me craving for what once was, right? That's not here anymore. And we like the idea of treating our kids because it makes us feel good. And it reminds us of those experiences that we had as a kid, right? So there's a lot that I'm processing as I'm thinking about this myself too. And I'm sure you guys have similar situations that you've been through. But here's the thing. As a parent right now, I have two boys and I have two boys that literally don't care at all what they wear. The expectation I had going into this to buy my kids an entirely new wardrobe, right, every year, it's my expectation. It's my story from how I grew up. And it's not, it's not based on what's happening today. It's based on nostalgia. So let's rethink this a little bit. I don't need to take my boys on a two and a half hour shopping trip with me while I have them try on clothes and shoes. They're going to hate it, right? Like, what's the point? And there's also this aspect that they may not actually need new clothes. They get plenty of hand-me-downs from their cousins and they don't actually care what they wear, right? I just said that. At the end of the day, they do not care. So let's check expectations. Are they my kids or are they mine, right? The second thing I want to mention here is we need to recognize that this is marketing and it's meant to get us to spend, right? All those commercials that we see that elicit emotion, that's the idea. Technically, yes, the kids do go back to school every August and September, but that's not technically a holiday on the calendar, right? Yet, marketers treat it like it's a holiday so that they can sell more. And guess what? It works. A lot of brick and mortar stores, chains like Target and Office Depot, use holiday season marketing techniques like pop-up stores and social media campaigns to get more people into their stores during the season. Target specifically has been opening dozens of temporary pop-up stores across the U.S. during July, August, and September, all in an effort to reach more shoppers in new neighborhoods and markets. Target even opened pop-up live dorm rooms on college campuses this summer. Has anybody seen this? This is really cool. To sell back-to-school merchandise to its prime customers. 
Target has done things like this before, right? Even opening temporary spaces for the holiday season in years past. And this May, this past May, it built a dollhouse in New York's Grand Central Station to promote its furniture and home furnishings line. So freaking cool, right? These things would definitely get me to buy more because I want to be part of the experience. And with Target, I love what the brand stands for. But at the end of the day, do I actually need these things? Or is it just me getting sucked in to this sort of pseudo made up holiday by marketers, right? Just to be able to sell more things. And this brings me to my last point here, which is check in with ourselves. Let's take a few minutes to slow down, take some breaths, and check in with ourselves. What am I actually feeling right now? And how do I want to feel? I could be feeling overwhelmed, anxious, nervous, insecure, right? All those things that I talked about before. And it's so easy to throw money at that, to make those feelings go away because they're uncomfortable. But I'm here to tell you that that's just a Band-Aid and it's not going to make the underlying feelings go away. I know this from experience and lots of throwing money at silly things in an attempt to hold up unrealistic expectations I have of myself and somehow make all those bad feelings go away. That's like the goal, right? But it doesn't work. So let's try things a different way this year. Let's check in with ourselves and ask ourselves, first of all, what do we need? Once our needs are met, then we can approach this from a different perspective, right? Start with the kids' school supply list and see what you already have. I know last year we bought multi-packs of glue sticks and kids' scissors and notebooks and folders, and we still have some, so I don't need to buy those again, right? So think through things like this. It may not be as overwhelming as originally anticipated, right? And also be kind to yourself in this process. If you buy the freaking folder in the wrong color or wrong shade of blue, it's okay. You can still use it. Your kid's not going to get kicked out of school. I feel like sometimes we just want to do everything right that we forget about self-compassion and being kind to ourselves and, and what we're actually demonstrating to our kids. It's never about the thing. It's about the feeling underneath it, right? So when you buy the wrong color folder and you beat yourself up over it because you can't do anything right, it's not about the folder. It's about what you're feeling beneath the surface. Again, all those feelings that I just talked about. And the same goes for our kids. When they're freaking out about not having the the perfect color sneakers or the right kind of sneakers, it's not about the sneakers. It's about so much more for them. So let's dig dig a little deeper and, and look into what that actually is. Our kids watch our every move. So why not model out self-compassion for them? Let's show them that it's completely normal to feel worried and anxious this time of year. And it's also completely normal to make mistakes. We want them to learn resilience and build confidence, right? So let's do that ourselves. Let's try to move from self-criticism to self-compassion and let them catch us being kind to ourselves the next time we forget something or lose something or are just having a bad day and can't seem to get it together. 
You are not alone, you guys. So please be kind to yourself. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. And as a reminder, if you want to enter the giveaway to win a free one night stay for you and your family at Great Wolf Lodge, just subscribe to my podcast, write me a review, and tag me on Facebook or Instagram. Have a great week, you guys. I'll talk to you next time.